Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Did you enjoy the Stroh show the other night? That was... Hey, we needed it. You know, that, uh, the Reds came in and just, you know, killed us for three days and wore out our pitching. And I saw they did it again, you know, last night in Fenway. They're uh, they're on fire and felt like, you know, felt like Ian was in the left field corner the the entire series, you know, get, picking the ball up. But um, we needed it. You know, it was the best offense in baseball right here. And for him to, to shut them down, I mean, there wasn't really even any barrels in that game. You know, like usually in a no hitter or one hitter, you think you got a couple line outs around the, the field it felt like he was in complete control he got that big double play when he needed it but that was uh, that was as good a pitching performance that we've seen against a good offense in a long time welcome back in on 670 the score it is hit and run. The score's venerable baseball show. Matt Spiegel here with you all morning long. Look, it's been a very um, it's been a very fun show so far. Every time I hear John Sterling get hit by a foul ball, I laugh just a little bit harder. Don't play it again. You can't. We can't just keep doing it. Okay. Actually, at some point later in the hour, we will. If if you missed it or you just want it some more, we'll get it to you. I promise. But n- not right now. I want to play some Marcus Stroman from yesterday before the ball game because it was a very interesting tweet that Stroman sent out yesterday in a response to a fairly innocuous tweet from a Cubs fan account who had sent some incredible Stats because Stroman's been great. Stroman might be the leader for the National League Cy Young. It's it's possible that he's the guy. It's a two four two ERA, twelve quality starts in fourteen games. Leads the National League in innings and WHIP, I believe, at a one point oh four. And Stroman responded to a tweet from at Chief Cub that referenced those stats with this quote. My agent and I made multiple attempts to engage them on an extension. Club wasn't interested in exploring it now. We'll see how it plays out. Exclamation point. Love everything about the at Cubs organization. Exclamation point. Marcus Stroman has not talked to sports radio to my recollection, 
But as talk to baseball media in the clubhouse, um, with, uh, with, I think, dependable frequency, and has tweeted a lot and controlled his own message and his own words on social media. So at this moment, when, you know, it came out via The Athletic and Ken Rosenthal a couple weeks ago that Stroman wanted to stay with the Cubs, would like to have an extension, doesn't want to be traded, and then followed that up two days later with the brilliant one-hit shutout performance when the club needed it so desperately and has been brilliant since. I mean, that's quite a statement. And obviously could get tremendous value at the deadline if that is indeed where the Cubs end up going, um, but wants to be here. And so after that tweet, he knew that the media would be coming to talk to him, and he delivered. So this is Marcus Stroman yesterday explaining the tweet and where he is and where the entire situation stands right now. I'm just being straight up and real and honest with the negotiations. I want nothing more than to be a Cub. I kill myself 24-7 on and off the field to perform well, to keep my body in position, to keep my mind in position. I, I truly believe I prepare like nobody else, so I know my worth. And we've been going to the front office from spring training, very open that I want to be here. And we've continued those talks until now, and there's been no, you know what I mean, there's been no, nothing from their side, no offers, no talks really at all. So, like I said, that's me putting it out there and being super honest. And now I'm back to work. I'm not going to really address it anymore moving forward. Still listen if Jed came to you at some point, or yeah, I'm open. Like I said, I'm I'm, I'm very open to. It's, it's, like I said, there's been no talks. There's been nothing substantial. It's talking in circles. There's there's nothing. So I just know how this works and how narratives start to be created from the top down, and how how they can push out narratives and how they can kind of put the player against that. So I'm not going to allow that happen. Like I said, I'm being very open and being very real. There's been nothing. You can ask them that from their perspective as well. So, like I said, I'm, I'm very in tune now. I'm just putting that out there, but I'm not going to talk on it anymore. I'm right back to my routine today and I'm preparing for my next start on Thursday. What is it like seeing fans calling for you to be Oh, it's amazing. I love the fans here. I, I haven't been more, like I said, that energy that I get at Wrigley, even when we're at away games, people, the energy that I feel from the fan base is incredible. I love it. I love everything about it. Them getting there 40 minutes early to show me love before my starts, like, you know, I feel like that's why we work as much as we do is to have that type of environment. And I feel like I feed off of that motivation and that buzz from the crowd and the people. So I love everything about the city of Chicago. You won't ever catch me saying anything bad. The fan base has been incredible. The tr- people have treated me perfectly. And yeah, I would truly would love to, to, to stay a Cub. You know what I mean? You never know how it's going to play out. And I'm also very aware of that, too. You know, this wasn't, that tweet wasn't like a, a shot. That was just me being super open and just being real. You know what I mean? Like I said, at the end of the day, I would love to remain a Cub. And hopefully it plays out that way. But at the end of the day, I, I don't know how it's going to play out. Uh, the, the tweet that you put out today mm-hmm. just sort of came amid, you know, like just more and more stories that have come out talking about the Cubs being sellers and you being a trade piece. What, yeah. was, this, was this just maybe a way for you to just sort of say in the last best possible way that you don't want to move on, on the 31st? I mean, in a way, like I said, I'm just being open and real. I I know how narratives get created in media from the top down once it starts to get creeped towards the trade deadline and how they try to make it sound like players are unsignable or don't want to be here. Like, I want to be here more than anything. So I made that known, and there's there's been no rebuttal from their side. And like I said, I won't address it anymore. I'm not worried about the trade deadline. I prepare at like a, 
I, like I said, I kill myself on and off the field to prepare at a very high level to perform. So at the end of the day, I'm comfortable going with ever. Ideally, I'd want to be a Cub, but it's a business at the end of the day, and that's how it has to be handled at times. And at the moment right now, mm-hmm. you know, just based on how you feel, uh, are you and Jed in the front office, I don't know, for lack of a better word, okay with each other? Yeah, I have no problem with them. You know what I mean? There's no problem. It's just, like I said, there's been no offer. There's been no extensions, talks, and my agent and I have been very open and pretty much multiple times a month saying like hey let's sit down let's talk let's get something done and there's been nothing from their point so that's just facts and just just how it is they ever explain why i'm sorry no so it's kind of spontaneous this morning but strategic overall is that the way i felt the same way no but i'm just it's because i'm it's because i felt like after last start i like all I'm seeing is extend and why is it not extend extend like I'm, that's all I'm seeing from the fan base and like I said I love the people I love everything about the fan base so I'm just putting that out there because yeah because like I said I don't want it, I don't want it to the narrative to be skewed against me now in a few weeks they're saying oh Joe doesn't want to be here he's throwing out this crazy number like I haven't even thrown out a number I'm just saying like let's talk about about me being here and there's been nothing from that side so that's all it is man I've seen how this game works and how it works from top down so I'm not going to allow myself to be on the other side of the narrative that's created. Damn. Marcus Stroman is uh, a a little defensive, um, a little uh, aggressive, um, but putting himself out there, and then you can judge that however you want. It's fascinating to me because this is the kind of thing, him saying this is saying, I've seen how it works. I've seen the narratives. He's he's basically calling out the Cubs for something they could do as it approaches the deadline. He's calling out the front office saying, like, they could um, paint this like I'm the bad guy here. And Jed and Carter have to remain calm and level and know that this is just his personality based on some things that have happened in his past. If it's Toronto or it's New York. And it went bad in New York with the Mets and some of the Mets fans and maybe some of the uh, the Mets front office types. So it, th- this is the kind of thing when Stroman says, like, I just, you know, I just want to get, I've seen how narratives happen from the top on down. It's, it's hinting that it could get ugly, that the Cubs are the ones who could make it ugly. And they are not just yet. It is also putting pressure on the Cubs to make it clear to the fan base, kind of using the fan base and saying, hey, just so you know, fans, and we got a thing, I want to be here. And it, it's absolutely putting pressure on a couple of different ways on the Cubs front office. I, I think it's fascinating. And as I say, Jed and Carter have to remain calm and level. Just know that this is his personality. Don't um, get angry. Don't take it personally because that could muddy negotiations. It's just it's a very tricky time to do it. You're in the middle of a season. You're in the middle of a season. If you wanted to extend Stroman, probably should have done it in the preseason. We're in the first month of the year. Now he's got you over a bit of a barrel here because he's been awesome. And he knows it. And you've got to declare. What are you? In a few weeks, you'll have to declare. Are you a seller? Are you a buyer? Are you a contender as soon as next year? That's what you've said. That's what you've targeted. That's what, that's what you've sold the fans and the media. If you are trying to be a contender next year, then you need to work something out with Marcus Stroman, who is one of the best pitchers in the National League. You have designed an infield defense and paid an infield defense to help you win games in the, margin, uh, in the margins 
and help you prevent runs for ground ball pitchers that induce weak contact. Marcus Stroman is maybe the best ground ball pitcher who induces weak contact going in MLB. He's got a 61% ground ball rate. I mean, he, he knows exactly what the hell he's doing with a wide array of pitches and keeps the ball down and is, is dominating hitters and inducing weak contact. That's what you've said you're about. That is the strength so far of what you have designed. You have paid the defenders. You have paid some of the defensive catchers. Pay this pitcher. Just because you paid Jamison Tyone doesn't mean you shouldn't pay this pitcher. And, And I've become more emboldened on that in recent weeks. Does he have you over a barrel? Yes. He's 32 years old. It's, it's a moment where you have to pay him. Now, look, in-season extensions with starting pitchers are very, very rare. I just looked back. to tw- I went all the way back to 2018. I got Joe Musgrove last year on August 1st. So after the deadline, the Padres extended Joe Musgrove. They were very much in go-for-it mode in the middle of their window. So it's, it's, a, it's a little different. And it's an agreement that they made, and maybe, I guess they decided, boy, he's pitching well. It's probably going to be more expensive if he hits the open market come the fall. So they got out in front and did it, and they're, they're obviously very aggressive. The White Sox extended Lance Lynn in July of 2021 on a two-year, $38 million deal. Lance, And that's in the middle of their window when Lynn was pitching well. He had just come off an all-star game appearance, okay? That's a pretty direct comp in some ways. That's a veteran pitcher proving his worth while you're going for it. And they gave him a deal. Two differences. While you're going for it is key. While you're going for it. And the other one is 34 years old. So at 34 years old, instead of Stroman's 32, Lance was amenable to a two-year deal at $38 million, as I said, so that's 19 apiece. Is Stroman going to take a, another deal similar to what he signed with the Cubs a couple years ago? A two-year deal where he has an opt-out for that third-year option. I, I think he's – what is he making annually? Um, Sean, would you look that up? Is he at 23 or $24 million annually on his contract? Because he signed a two-year deal with an option. Would he take the same thing when he's pitching this well at age 32 when this might be his last moment to get a bigger contract? So he's annually $25 million. Yeah, okay. So, annually 25 And then that player option is 21 and then like a half. So that's why it's a no-brainer for him to opt out. Right. And if I were the Cubs, I would offer him $30 million a year for a two-year deal with an option. I would make sure he knows that that, it, at the as, at the baseline is there and say, hey, Marcus, what are we looking at? You have to have conversations with him. He just forced your hand to have conversations with him. And you owe it to yourself as a team to have conversations with him. You don't have to necessarily come to an agreement. It'd be cool if you did. I just told you how rare it is. By the way, no other starting pitcher uh, contract extensions midseason dating back to 2018. Okay? None. Like, you, you, can, tr- you can track all the extensions – um, MLB Trade Rumors has it, and I see some in March, and I see some in April, and then I see some in October, 
and November, but I don't see him midseason get, dating back to 2018. But Lance Lynn got one as the White Sox were going for it. Joe Musgrove got one as the Padres were going for it. Are you going for it or not? That's the big issue. If you're not going for it, then you want to try and get whatever you can. So what happens here is that you have to evaluate the person that is Marcus Stroman as well. And so how do you feel about the person that he is? Because things have been great. Will they stay great? As long as you keep winning? As long as you keep letting him be himself, which is a key. And Jed has talked about that. They've done a nice job with that. Stroman is in charge of his own development, some of his own coaching. Takes Cubs coaching, but he's very much the CEO of Marcus Stroman Incorporated. As great pitchers need to be. We praised Lucas Giolito for the same thing on the south side and that transformation a few years ago. Kyle Hendricks just yesterday calling his own pitches. Calling his own pitches. But also, so here's the thing. you got to have these conversations. You don't have to necessarily reach a deal, but maybe maybe you want to reach a deal because if you get to the offseason and you can't sign him, you don't get a compensatory pick. That's already happened. You don't get the comp pick for Stroman because that's already happened to him before in his career. It can only happen to a player once in their career. So, look, this is interesting stuff. Let's talk about it at 312-644-6767. Let's take your phone calls. We're open all hour in terms of guests. Want to talk to you at that number. You can also text in. And White Sox fans, Liam Hendricks to the injured list. We'll give more details on that when we come back. But let's talk to you White Sox fans as well. Are you feeling good about the surge, having won seven of nine and six out of seven going into yesterday? Or does the ugliness of that loss color where you are at the moment? Really want to talk to you, the fans, as they do every Sunday morning. This is the hour when I really... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You have the chance to do it. So dial it up and get involved on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. Matt Spiegel here with you. Your phone calls, your texts, more conversation coming up next on The Score. Hit and Run with Matt Spiegel. Sunday mornings on The Score. And he's attacked his own. He's, he's, you know, got swing and miss when he's needed to. He's controlled innings. I mean, he's just been the, the pitcher that, you know, we, we thought he was going to be. Is We signed him last year. Last year, you know, obviously, there was a lockout, and then he had COVID, and then he had a shoulder issue. He just never really got in a groove. And you know, I think what we're seeing right now is, is the, the real Marcus Stroman and what he can do in terms of, you know, really carrying a pitching staff. And, and we're just really, really excited about being able to pencil him in every five days. And so far, what he's shown has been really excellent. 
Yeah, yeah, it's Carter Hawkins. Um, a couple of months ago, as a matter of fact, talking about what Marcus Stroman is. And guess what? He's only gotten better since then. And now yesterday, what he admitted what it was a strategic tweet. <coughs> and then conversation in the clubhouse to try and control the narrative. And I get it, man. It's best when things are transparent. It's a transparent world at its best. At this point, the Cubs need to come to him and his agent and have a conversation about um, about seeing if an extension is possible. Unless they've already made up their mind, they're not going to do that, which to me would be crazy. So in the eventuality that he is traded, fans and media are going to want to know that you had that conversation and about, you know, what the offer was. I told you what my offer would be. I would absolutely pay that man $30 million a year. He's making 25 now. 30 is the going rate. I would offer him a two and a one, just like you gave him a couple of years ago. So he has another opt-out at age 34. Can do it again. Uh, and I'd see what he thinks about that. If he asks you for a three and a one, I'd probably do that. I, I don't want to give him a five and 150. And do you? I mean, that's, but that's the going rate. And he's only 32. And he's shown to be very, very durable. So he's got you. He's got you uh, in, a, in a spot where you need to declare now whether you're a contender next year or not. And I think you want to be. If you let him go, you'll be looking to sign someone just like him. So let's go to Stephen Elmhurst on 670 The Score. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Matt. Uh, you know, I, while I, I really enjoy watching Stroman this year, you know, I, my memory's good enough to remember how bad he was uh, last year for a good part of the year, and uh, particularly at home. I think he didn't win his first home game until like August. He was just absolutely putrid in home games. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, okay, it's, it's a welcome change. This is great. But I don't know how much I trust that, you know, he, he, after he, he's no longer in a contract year, is this level of performance going to continue? Because you look over the, the, the whole career and he hasn't had sustained success. And uh, so I don't trust it. And to pay a guy, really about a million dollars a start because that's what you're talking $30 million, yeah. a good starting pitcher. Maybe he gets 30 starts, a million dollars a start, you know, because they only, you know, he's, it's not, he's not involved in 150 games. It's only like 30, 32 games a year. And uh, so I think that's a little bit much and I, I'll consider it, but at the same time, I'll also listen to offers, you know, and if they have some really outstanding prospect, that would come or a couple of them in a deal, you know, I have to consider it. Thanks Steve for the call. Um, first of all, in terms of last year, his final 16 starts of the season, Marcus Stroman at a 2.56 ERA, 2.56 opponents hit 226 off him. Those are outstanding numbers. He struggled in, you know, with a, a new team, and, I, you know, for whatever reason, did not find his groove until the second half of the year. But, again, starting July 9th through the end of the year, a 2.56 ERA in 16 starts. And so that dude found it, and it has only continued. Is that because of a contract year or is it because of what has always been a tremendous work ethic 
and uh, a desire to tinker constantly and be the very best pitcher he can be. At age 32, are you betting on his work ethic and his character? I mean, that's the question, and it's a tough one. I think the results say that you should bet on his work ethic and his character. The personal interactions, I can't speak to. Everything public has been solid, has been fine. Uh, I mean, does he have some opinions that have been expressed in the past that are a little a little odd um, and, you know, abhorrent to some? It, it, if, if you are to take them at uh, face value, there's a little bit of stuff uh, out there. I think he... I think he did. He either retweeted Kyrie Irving or like, right? Isn't that what he did? He retweet Kyrie or favorite some Kyrie tweets or some he, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he retweeted that that video that Kyrie put out that was like pushing out the anti-Semitic vibes. Okay, so yeah, and, yeah. I, and so, uh, but look, is that enough? Is that enough to not invest someone in in someone as a professional athlete? Kyrie is a guy who like has gone absolutely crazy. And I would not invest in Kyrie myself right. because he just doubles and triples and quadruples down and says it publicly and doesn't seem to be interested in anything like that. I, I can't assign all of that to Marcus Stroman based on a retweet. No, I, I, I can't. I can't do that. No. And you, you see Stroman going out and talking about like like he like Nico had that pinch hit uh, play on Friday. He's tweeting about it like Nico. He's the best man. Like you I mean, can feel that. It, you know? it, yeah. Well, you, you definitely you definitely see it. And. I would need to know how the teammates feel about him and how, you know, the bosses feel about him from all the interactions as you bet on the character. And we're not privy to, to, to all of that. But there's been nothing to make me think it's not a good investment. And, you know, if you're uncomfortable with $30 million a year for a starting pitcher who's really, really good, that's, uh, that, that's a youth problem. That's a you problem, frankly. That's, that's going right. Verlander's making 43. Scherzer's making 43. Now, they're not doing well, so there is that. But, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of pitchers out there making $30 million a year. You want to you, you be in the playoff business? Are you interested? Then, then that's sometimes what you have to pay. This is Ross in River West on 670 The Score. Hello, Ross. Good morning, Speaks. How's it going? Great. Just wanted to talk about Stroman. Uh, I think you're right on point. Uh, the length of his contract that you're talking about is perfect, and I love – Having player options incentivizes guys to try and make the most money that they can in their small length of time that they have to compete in this league. And, uh, you know, personally, I'm buying on the character of Marcus Stroman. I'm buying on the athlete of Marcus Stroman. He has been everything he's been advertised to be and more. Deserves a raise. I love where you're at with contract length. I do have one question. Earlier this week, you said that – it's unlikely that the Cubs would pay for three starting pitchers. If they sign Stroman, are they not going to be able to get back Hendricks? Like, does that where, where does Hendricks fall if they extend Stroman? That's a good catch by you on something I said earlier in the week, and I and I'm struggling with that because that that has been my hunch. But if they re-sign Stroman, it's hard for me to them to imagine them picking up the Hendricks option uh, as well to go along with Tyone. Um, but maybe I'm wrong about that. You know, we'll, we'll see. It depends on where else you're going to spend money. Like they need to go out and get a superstar power hitter desperately. And look, of course they'll go for, they'll have Otani conversations and they should, 
And signing Stroman, by the way, is, in my opinion, also feels like a necessary thing to do to declare to the world and remind them that you pay your players when they're awesome because Stroman's been awesome. So you're sending that message. So it's a good catch by you, and it's a conversation that needs to continue, and I might be wrong about it. So let's let's figure – I'll figure that out. Hendricks club option sixteen million. Sixteen mil. Sixteen mil is pretty manageable as a as 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 a club option. So look, if Hendricks is going to be, you know, obviously the version of himself that he was last night, then they'll go ahead and pick up that option. Then you can absolutely pay Tyone and Stroman and Hendricks, and then have Steele on the cheap, hopefully healthy, and then you need to have another. Uh, you know, at that point, not not Drew Smiley. I don't think you're going to pay Drew Smiley. I think you're going to want to have either. Wesneski, if he has shown it to you, or Ben Brown. Ben Brown. Ben Brown. Ben Brown will get a cup of coffee later in the year and show you whether he's someone to invest in uh, or, or not. Let's go to Ben in Queens on 670 The Score, and then I'll give you the update on Liam Hendricks that I promised. Your calls all hour on Hit and Run with me, Speaks. What do you say, Ben? How's it going, Speaks? Before Great. I get to my comments i just wanted to say man congratulations thanks so much for the travis Sawchick uh segment last week um it was great you covered a bunch of fields uh i wanted to speak about the blackout restrictions i recently cut the cord so i had cable i had the one team and then team plan and i had you know like the yankees and the mads and then fox sports and espn blah 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 and they kept raising the one team over and over over and over and also the cable kept going up you know inflation is the thing yep. so anyway um, this year, the difference was like 20 bucks. So I cut the cable, so I ended up getting the full plan. And the thing is, the MLB big inning circumvents all blackout restrictions. So if you're living in Iowa, you can see all the teams through the MLB big, big inning. It's a great, great product. And you were the one who hit me to it, so I wanted to thank you for that. Yeah, man, MLB big inning is really, really fun. It's, it's, it's essentially MLB's version of the Red Zone. If you have Apple TV, you can watch it via Apple TV at all times, um, or you can watch it if you have MLB TV, obviously. But it's um, it, it, especially now that the games are dependably between two hours and 15 minutes and like two hours and 45 minutes, like uh, the highlights and the timing seems to line up. Um, give me your Cub stuff quickly here, Ben. Yeah, and there's zero advertising. Okay, so Marcus Stroman, when he had, when he signed his uh, free agent, uh, signing it was for 24 mil 24 mil it was 3.4 war he had had he was worth roughly 7 million per war uh justin verlander when he signed his big 43 per year that was roughly 8 million per war he, justin uh stroman right now is 1.7 wins above replacement if you're looking over a season he's probably at least four maybe above four he's probably looking for 8 million so yeah 30 million is what you pay marcus stroman you stay the course with the Cubs. Look, they built this thing on pitching and defense. The farm ranking went from 16th to 9th. Why? Because of the Cade Hortons and the Ben Browns of the world. In the National League, because the National League is mediocre, and that's where the Cubs are at. The pitching, fifth, almost third, tied for third. Fourth in whip, third in average uh, against, and third in runs. The problem is the offense. You know, they're 11th in everything, okay? But you got Dansby Swanson who's right there in war, you got good defense. You got four outs above average. So now it's put up or shut up time. You got six against the Pittsburghs. You're going to London where there's an offensive barrage. You got to be hit. You got to have your hidden shoes there. Yeah. Four against Milwaukee in between now and the break, Philly, the Orioles are the funnest team in baseball apart from the Rays. And then I'm going to go see them at the stadium with the Yankees. So it's time for the Cubs 
you know, it's kind of time for them to stay the course, pitching and defense, and get some more hitting. And 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 I still think they're going to be in this. I think they're going to be about an 81, 82 team win, but they're going to be in it. Love you, Spigs. Take care. See you later. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. Good stuff, as always. So, yeah, I mean, this is how you're designed. This is the price of doing business. Uh, I I told you what my offer would be. See if he'd do it two and a one. The, the opt-outs, they really give a player the advantage um, of cashing in again. As long as you can stay healthy, it's like, and, and we see it in, in multiple sports, but especially basketball and baseball. Give yourself another bite and another bite and another bite. If you're a healthy pitcher, you will get paid again and again, especially if you show some consistent character. So Wade Miley's still on baseball teams, man. Yeah, and 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 you can still get paid. Um, so I, I I would I would stress that to to Marcus, and I bet that they could find some common ground if they want to. All right, Liam Hendricks to the injured list is a tough blow for a White Sox team that has had a phenomenal bullpen for the last 30, 40 days. I know yesterday was hideous with Joe Kelly in the ninth and everything that went on. But, man, the ability to just work from the back forward for Pedro Grafal and know that he's got Liam for the ninth, it's right elbow inflammation. It is, of course, a concern that, after the man declared himself cancer-free, he's still having that pain, but pitching is a tricky thing. And he pitched on Friday night, threw 14 pitches on Friday night. Both he and Kendall Graveman unavailable yesterday for Pedro Grafol, which is why he gave the ninth to Kelly after getting a combined three innings from Santos and Lopez uh, before that. And Graveman will get the ninth, in in Liam's absence, but it might have to be Kelly again at some point. You could, of course, go back to Lopez again at some point if you think Kelly can't handle the ninth. But, I mean, Kelly, Kelly's ERA in his career in the ninth is actually really good overall um, and has pitched in some big, big moments, obviously, for the Dodgers in winning a World Series, for the Red Sox in winning a World Series. So, you know, I, I don't think it's a Joe Kelly can't handle the ninth inning situation. And that's coming from a guy in me who knows and acknowledges full well that the ninth inning is different. It Oh, it is. It is. So, I, I mean, have the conversation with him. See if you can figure out if it's an issue. But historically, it has not seemed to be an issue for Joe. But anyway, tough news on Liam Hendricks to the injured list. Tanner Banks. What about Banks? Comes back up to the big leagues to fill up and fill out that bullpen. White Sox get the Marlins again. Boy, Sandy Alcantara was great yesterday, and he has not been great on the season, but he was great yesterday. And Michael Kopech was real good, but only five innings, which ended up um, perhaps causing a problem. It's really the offense that caused a problem, and then, of course, Tim Anderson's error that caused a problem, along with everything else. A mess. Yesterday and the ninth. Your phone calls continuing this hour. Vinny Duber on the Sox at the top of the hour. But uh, more of your phone calls next on Hit and Run with me, Speaks on 670 The Score. Hit and Run with Matt Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. 0-1. Oh, yeah. On the ground. That's fair. And that is that. See you later, Sox win. Just like that, a tough and tight game ends with a double down the left field line. 
Luis Robert with the walk-off on Friday night. And he's been good. Been good for a while, has Luis Robert. That's a win on Friday, followed by a loss yesterday when it was looking like it could have been another one-run win. A lot of close games for the White Sox. Texters getting in on Tim Anderson. As a Sox fan, says a texter, I think we need to trade T.A. He's a dog as a fielder. Oof. And lollygags when running to first base. Oof. There was that one moment last week. I've had enough talk about how valuable he is. His best games are behind him. Oof. That's a harsh assessment that I think is growing more common out there. Um, look, if the White Sox are indeed sellers, that will be a thought um, that Rick Hahn will have to consider. It's a $14 million club option for next year, which is very, very manageable. And so there's multiple ways of looking at that. They're in an awkward spot if they indeed do pivot to selling. Let's go to Stan and Bellwood on 670. The score is Stan. Good morning. Thanks for calling. How are you? Likewise. Good morning to you, Speaks. Always good to hear you. Thanks, Great man. show as usual. Thank you, sir. Uh, selling is where I stand. Uh, I, I, uh, I have not been, I'm not on the bandwagon <laughs> and um, I'm not blinded by uh, what you call a surge. I don't agree with that characterization. <laughs> they, no, for the record, they, for the record, Sam, when I tweeted it, I put a, a question mark on, on the front and back end of surge, just for the record. Right. Yeah, exactly. They, they've surged all the way to 29 and 37. Okay. Uh, only the Royals, uh, A's, and Tigers are worse. I'm going to tell you something, Speaks. The White Sox uh, have not surged uh, as much as um, I think what's playing out here, more than anything else, is the Reverend Watkins theory. Yes, sir. Uh, writ large. Uh, the only thing that the White Sox have done here recently, uh, they've devised the most unique and less taxing strategy possible for contending. Sit in fourth place <laughs> and just wait and watch as the rest of the division comes down to them. Stan, uh, Stan that's t- the only tell thing people that really done here. T- tell people the Rev Watkins theory in in your own words, or or in, in the exact, if you remember him. Yeah. Well, for the uh, old school uh, score listeners, they'll remember that Reverend Watkins claimed that uh, the Cubs don't have to get better. Just everybody else just has to get a little bit worse, and that will even things out. <laughs> yes, so, sir. And I th- I, yeah, so you know that's in spades. That that's what's happened here. I, I uh, the window was closed as far as I'm concerned Man. on uh, on this White Sox team and the, the Hendricks news. Uh, well, it's an elbow, so that ain't good. That automatically tells you that uh, there's a problem there. Yeah, hang on, hang um, on. Here's here's a little bit of of maybe our disconnect on this. I thoroughly agree in terms of them as one of the best teams in baseball. That is that idea, that goal, that dream of this rebuild is is done. Like they they're not, you know, they're not um, as good as the best six, eight teams in the game. And I don't think they have a shot to be that this year. They, They don't. But but they are at the tail end of their window in a moment, Stan, where. 
if they go backwards, it's going to be a long time before they're in a division again. You know, if 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 they go backwards and 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 start unloading and selling, it's going to be a while. Like they still have a shot to win this division because it is awful. And then if you get in and they've got some pitchers and it times out and you can make a little run, it's like it, so they're in a they're in a, tr- a tricky spot. Uh, and and I I don't think it's in their DNA. It's certainly not in Kenny's DNA, and I don't think it's in Jerry's DNA to do the selling that you're descri- describing when there is still a possibility they could win the division. Well, listen, uh, isn't there just as good a chance that the Twins and Guardians write their ships? Uh, and have you taken a look at the White Sox record versus the East, the West, and an interleague play? The only, the only reason that the White Sox are where they are right now uh, "Quote unquote" in division contention is because of their record in the division. They're fifteen and eleven, hmm. but they can't beat anybody else. So I think their demise is going to be because of the unbalanced schedule more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'll be convinced if they, you know, because they got a ton of games left against both the American League East and the West. If they can beat those teams, well, you know, I, I'll I, I'll change my mind and you know we'll be happy to do it, but. Right now, they're what their record says they are. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think that there's a much better chance that the Twins and the Guard. I think, I think the Guardians are, are the, you know, when they're playing 100%, you know, uh, to optimum, you know, capabilities, they're the best team in the division, not the White Sox. Well, thank uh, you. Have- thank you, Stan. I appreciate the call very much. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, We'll see what happens with the Guardians and the Twins. I just, I, I, you know, there's been so many deadlines where we see the White Sox as a maybe, and they almost always go for it. And if they're a maybe again, I think they're going to go for it. The lineups are out. Tim Anderson is not in it. Elvis Andrus at shortstop, batting eighth. Romy Gonzalez at second base, batting seventh. Um, I don't think this is punitive from Pedro Grafal. Maybe a mental health day on a Sunday after a tough moment. I bet T.A. will be used to pinch hit at some point during this game if the opportunity presents itself. Um, Clint Frazier is your leadoff hitter. Number one in the lineup is Frazier. Yohan Moncada, two, playing third base. Then Luis Robert in center. Andrew Vaughn at first. Jake Berger is your D.H. Gene Berger as Ozzy's been calling him. Andrew Benintendi down at the sixth spot uh, against the lefty Garrett for Miami. Then Gonzalez and Andrus, and, of course, Sebi Zavala catching Lucas Giolito as he has uh, just about all season long. Let's go to Paul in Valpo on Hit and Run. What's up, Paul? How are you? Hey, good morning, Matt. Uh, lots of lots of great stuff um, spraying all fields here, but then yeah, the Reverend Reverend, uh, Reverend Watson's uh, <laughs> uh, remembrance is great. But uh, yeah, you, I, I agree with you 100 percent on Strowman. Um, I got a point on Ian Happ, but Strowman for sure. I mean, I wouldn't go more than three years in the in the option, but I, I, I'm totally on base with you on that. And then the other thing is Smiley has actually has a mutual option for $10 million. Oh, yes. uh, and I think it's a $2, $2 million buyout, but I mean, I, I mean, he might not be a bad guy to keep around at 10 million for one more year, but, um, but to Hap, you know, I, I talked to you last week and you mentioned how great his on base percentage. And I know it's 390 or 395. When, when Bellinger comes back, which is hopefully soon. Um, and maybe, maybe, maybe Mervis starts to pick it up and can move him up further in the lineup. Probably not right away. 
What about Hap? I know he says in the past that he's not super comfortable and you got the whole Schwarber thing with Joe Joe Madden. What about moving Hap to the leadoff spot or moving him up in the order more? He's seeing a ton of pitches. He gets on base, but he is so frustrating to watch that he has four home runs, and I think he's got two extra base hits in about a month. Yeah, I I, I like the idea of Hap at leadoff. I, I talked about it on Friday, especially against righties and the predominance of righty starters in baseball. Um, I, I would love to see at this point – Hap at leadoff, um, and then Swanson, Suzuki, who's absolutely been on fire. I hope everything's okay with him, and we'll see when the lineup comes out. He's day-to-day, and there's really no details out there. It's not injury-related. just said he's dealing with some stuff, so some personal stuff, I guess, going on for, um, for say, a Suzuki. But Suzuki, and I really like the idea of Mervis having a real good hitter behind him, somebody that especially righties can fear – um, so Mervis gets some challenge fastballs there. Um, nice home run yesterday, obviously, that bounced into McCovey Cove. In the lineup last night, Miguel Amaya, who's been hitting it well, was behind Mervis. Okay, if he's going to be down in the lineup. But I wouldn't mind having Mervis ahead of, like, Nico. I, I, I was thinking about that. Like, if Mervis is five, having Nico six – uh, something like that, like a Rizzo Zobris kind of thing, almost. Yeah, right. Like, like exactly. Like, have a real good at bat that you know you're probably not going to strike out behind Mervis. So try to make pitchers challenge Mervis and try to strike him out. I like that. I I agree though. I've been saying Ian Happ should be leading off. He yeah. sees. I think there's only like seven guys in baseball that are seeing more pitches than him. That on base is crazy high. If he's not going to hit for power, put yeah. him up top. We'll see those pitches and. Benefit the roster. Yeah, I think so. I, 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 but we'll see. But, you know, just like closing, that's a spot where comfort matters and mindset right. matters. And Ross's job is to know his guys. Um, I, I, do, I do think Ross has been aggressive and odd with lineups in a good way. Yeah. Like just going for it. Yesterday, Mike Talkman leading off. Morell in the three-hole trying to show him, hey, man, I still got you. Still believe in you. And Morell responds big time with a homer and a two-run single later on. I'd like to uh, hopefully Morell stays up there towards the top of that order uh, again this afternoon when that lineup comes out. Let's talk some White Sox with Vinny Duber of CHGO, and uh, we'll do that next hour. You'll hear from Nico Horner. Great stuff from him this week on the Park at the Spiegel. We'll play some of that for you next hour. And Chris Kampka ties the room together towards the end of the show like a good area rug. Keep it here. It's hit and run for one more hour on the score. A pop foul back here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.